From FingerLakes1.com, you are listening to a Sunday conversation. I'm Josh Durso, and our guest this hour is Mike Wazinko. He is here for a wide ranging conversation about the Salvation Army. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the programming and some of the other things that they have going on. Mike, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for having me. Um, so, first thing first, give us sort of the set this up. What is the Salvation Army? A lot of people see the stores. We were talking about that before you came on. Um, that's kind of the identifiable thing, but there's so much more that you guys actually uh, do. Salvation Army uh, is is an international organization. It is a uh, organization that has a lot of different missions uh, in 2019. Uh, I think people know it to be a uh, from films and from history to be a faith-based ministry because that's really how it got its start. But the Salvation Army, uh, as a, as a 501c3 in 2019, is an organization that supports uh, individuals that are in, in need, individuals that have uh, perhaps uh, low-income needs or have educational needs. Uh, it's a support agency, if you will, and it cuts across lots of different communities and has different missions uh, all over the world, really. So one of the big programs that you guys are focusing on right now, obviously, is a camp that, that uh, the Salvation Army right. is involved with. Um, let's talk a little bit about that before we start to get into some of the other things that you guys do throughout the year. Summertime is camp time for for everybody. I mean, we you think about your, your best memories. If you were lucky enough as a kid to, to go to camp, uh, you have some great memories about that. So every kid who can deserves that right. And uh, Long Point Camp has been in existence down on Seneca Lake. It's uh, owned by the Salvation Army, and it's been run for 50-plus years, almost 60 years. Uh, it's a beautiful site. It's a 138-acre site, and there are six to seven one-week sessions that run over the course of the summer. And the kids that go there uh, are go there on scholarship. The, uh, the kids don't have to pay. The Salvation Army uh, does fundraising and provides a means for kids to go. Uh, it's a beautiful place. I've been there. Uh, it's idyllic. Uh, there are all the things that you expect to have at camp. There's a, a dining hall. There's gym. There's a swimming pool. Of course, there's all the waterfront activities on the lake. And and I think 16 bunkhouses. So uh, you're going to have about 1,000 campers over the course of the summer and about 100 staff that uh, make a lot of great memories happen. And in terms of just uh, the amount of lives that you're able to touch in a relatively short period of time, you're talking about a, a short summer season here in upstate New York. Um, how, how, in terms of, I'm thinking in terms of like bang for your buck, that has to be really great for the people who are working and, and trying to make this happen, um, to be able to turn that short season into something that is really good for the kids uh, here in the Finger Lakes. We hear over and over again uh, that the camp experience uh, enhances uh, the kids' sense of well-being. It, it enhances uh, them educationally because there there are educational activities that take place during the summer season. There is a spiritual component. There are lots of things that kind of build up during that uh, one week of time. We hear from kids that have been there for, say, two and three years at a time. They build friendships. Uh, people come from uh, 48 counties in New York State to attend Long Point Camp. So uh, kids come from all over, and they do return. So if they get a chance to come back, those friendships are enhanced. And I think there is so much that, that, that a camper gets exposed to uh, 
you know, we've seen again in film and personal experience what summer camp is. So mm -hmm. for some people, I don't have to explain it. But for the camper you know, who, who hasn't had that opportunity, maybe because of their family's income, they can't send them to camp. This is an opportunity that could be life changing. This is an eye opener. This is that beautiful setting and all those great relationships in, in a, the best possible light. And it's interesting when you mentioned where, uh, just how far reaching and where the, the, the campers are coming from. Um, how important is it as, as you guys sort of see just getting that interaction, that, that child to child interaction in that environment when some of these, when, you know, some of these folks are coming from pretty uh, recessed and, and rural communities in, you know, in the Finger Lakes in upstate New York? Well, I think you have an opportunity. Uh, we, do, we do talk about camp satisfaction and, and something like 63% of the campers say that they felt better about themselves after their week at camp. So I guess there's your, there's your best metric. Mm -hmm. you know, how do they feel? Uh, regardless of where they're coming from, regardless of their circumstances, their own personal reflection is overwhelmingly, this, this made me feel healthier, more active, uh, stronger, uh, more focused. I feel like I have some new friends. I mean, what do you need as a what do you need as a as a six to thirteen year old? Uh, that that sense of place, that sense of belonging, is apparently, of course, according to the the surveys, we do pretty well with that. And talk to us a little bit, if you can, um, about how important and how much of maybe a challenge um, the aligning the dollars and cents so that this can happen on a sort of continuous, never-ending uh, scale, how do you guys sort of work through that throughout the year? I would assume that this is not something that you're just working on during the summer. This is probably something that's the wheels are turning year-round, right? It's about a million. It's a $1.1 million budget for the facility. It's uh, about $675 to send a, a kid to camp. Uh, so there's a responsibility that the Salvation Army that we have placed on ourselves to fundraise, to make those accommodations for the campers. But everything else comes with a price tag, like you alluded to. Uh, $500 is four new mattresses. Mm -hmm. And as we said, there are, what well, I didn't do the math, 160-some-odd mattresses. Uh, all those beautiful buildings that were fully upgraded about 20 to 25 years ago with a big fundraising campaign uh, are going to start to need updating. If you have a house in upstate New York or a building of any kind in upstate New York, you know that about every 20, 25 years, you're going to need things like all of a sudden roofs and windows and appliances. So there's, so really there is a kind of a constant capital need. Uh, the fundraising of the camp uh is general fundraising for the Salvation Army. Uh, when you see us out there uh, ringing a kettle at the holiday time, that's general fundraising. Uh, there are activities that we might partake in um, throughout the community. We may have uh, events, fund drives. Those are all to support this pretty much ongoing capital need. Uh, we're lucky in that we get a lot of support for it, but it's constant, just like every other uh, 
great uh, organization that, that serves people. It's constant. And I was going to I'm curious, um, just given the fact that now, you know, maybe there aren't necessarily more organizations competing for those dollars, but there's certainly, it's certainly easier to find places to donate uh, your money. Um, how much of a challenge is that aspect of it, competing for those dollars and, and sort of, you know, while there are other really good causes, um, keeping yourself front and center, keeping the Salvation Army front and center so that people do think and remember to donate there um, throughout the year of their giving? Well, it's a great question, and it's really why I'm here today. I mean, this is a part of, uh, you know, I'm a, I work in banking. Uh, I work for Alliance National Bank as a commercial lender. This isn't my profession. I'll leave that up to the Martinez's, who are the commanders of the, the Geneva Salvation Army. Uh, the, the idea here, though, is there is this feeling that uh, you really have to maintain a constant focus, not just on fundraising per se and having important programs that serve the community, but somewhere there has to be this connective tissue of marketing or public relations, whatever you want to call it. And I think there's a lot of organizations today that are running really fast to keep up with that desire for uh, information that you know mediums like Finger Lakes One is a part of. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's across all media. That's across all people's attention. It's those that constant look down at your phone and checking out whatever social media source you're looking at. It's constant. And I think that uh, the Salvation Army, and I'm a part of an effort to make that conversation and how do we ask for money, how do we ask for funds, a little bit more normal part of our operation too. Uh, I think there's so much need and the Salvation Army works so hard with all its various programs and there's so, certainly so much uh, crowding out everybody's attention these days. Mm -hmm. So I think like lots of uh, organizations like Salvation Army, we're working on just how do you, how do you have a regular conversation with people, not just event-based, but how do you have a constant conversation? And, and it's not, hey, let's be honest, it's not easy. The toughest part of some of the 501 c 3s lifestyle a lifespan is you know you're you're operating on a lot of volunteers you're operating with uh, a little less staff than you would have maybe if you were a for-profit entity you're really trying to do more with less so a big part of that missing piece for lots of organizations like the Salvation Army is well we really need somebody to help us with uh, a communications and marketing strategy so we can be a, a be a part of the communications mix all the time everybody's struggling with that right now and I do want to talk about the volunteering piece the volunteerism piece um, a little bit later um, but in terms of sort of what that public perception is like what what is the big misconception about the Salvation Army that you think some folks may have um, when they when they sort of encounter you guys throughout the year I, you know, like I know a lot of people who, who really only encounter the Salvation Army once a year when that red cattle run the red kettle campaign is going, and, and you guys are ringing the bell, you know, before from Thanksgiving Day until Christmas Day. Um, what is sort of that misconception that you guys see on a regular basis? I, I think there's two. Uh, the first one is 
people in the Finger Lakes region see the Salvation Army stores. Uh, they drive by them maybe every day, several times a day. So they figure, well, the Salvation Army has those those stores, and uh, they're they're beautiful, they're well lit, they're big, they're full of things. People are always saying about they're going to go over to Salvation Army and buy something. Well. Those, those stores don't fund a broad range of Salvation Army programs. They're excellent, they're well run, but they fund other programs for the Salvation Army, specific programs. The Salvation Army has uh, uh, adult rehab facilities in Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, Albany for individuals that are coming out of uh, substance abuse programs. And the stores fund those programs, simply said. So the, the stores don't fund a broad range of programs. Like, for example, the camp. They don't. So they're, they're dedicated funds. It's a great store and it's a great effort, but the reality is it's one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. So all the work of the Salvation Army isn't supported by the store. So that's, a, that's, a, that's one misconception. Well, you must have lots of money because you have all the stores. Well, the stores do well, but they fund a specific program. Mm -hmm. The second is, I think is that people see the Salvation Army on the corner uh, in the Christmas season and they think, well, that must, that must cover everything else that you need, that that's it. That because we have volunteers out ringing the bells, I've volunteered with the Geneva Rotary Club for years uh, out at the corner of Seneca and Exchange Street, uh, ringing the bell on Christmas Eve. It's just one of those traditional things that our Rotary Club does. Uh, oh, it's a big day, yeah. you know, the day that we do, and then... Uh, throughout the holiday season a lot of funds are raised and they help very much so but the need is is much greater than the fundraising that's done in the holiday season it's and it's ongoing so those two misconceptions I think those are those are great things ringing the bell and all the people that volunteer from different organizations to help out and ring the bells and the people that support the stores but those are still just fractions of the need and obviously you mentioned again that the volunteerism side of this and I did want to touch on that um, how do you guys go about getting volunteers I guess is the first question then we'll dive a little bit deeper into what that means and how you retain them and that sort of thing well the Salvation Army is an international organization and it is run on a state and regional basis uh, the uh, the hierarchy you'll hear people you heard me mention uh, uh, the commanders, uh, the Martinez, is from Geneva, and they have they have rank, like they have the rank of lieutenant. There, there's a there is a hierarchy, a, a structural hierarchy of the staff. Uh, the idea of getting a volunteer, though, is uh, there's a board of directors which serves as a volunteer support staff. There are individuals that support almost every program, and those people are people like uh, you and me that come from the community that uh, see a need. Uh, maybe they really like helping out with uh, a food distribution program. That's their desire. Um, maybe they feel like uh, they have the time in December to, to help coordinate ringing the bells. Uh, I don't think there's a good, I'd be lying if I said there was a concerted effort or a, a specific program. It's just people kind of find their niche and then they want to be involved if they can. Has it become more difficult in recent years um, to get volunteers, to keep volunteers. Um, we hear a lot about volunteer firefighters and how it's difficult to, to keep and maintain those forces. Um, and when you talk to local clubs and organizations, it seems to spill over not a lot of volunteers to run festivals and that sort of thing. Um, 
where, or I should say, what's the Salvation Army seen uh, in that space over the last few years? Well, I, I can't speak to specific numbers. I think that would probably be up to our commanders to say. But I, what I see is that people wind up, it's not that there are fewer volunteers, but those volunteers have kind of taken on more responsibility. That's not a twisted answer. Uh, my straight answer is I think that uh, the communities of the Finger Lakes are just as full of people that are good-spirited about giving their time as they ever were. Uh, but I do see that as the economy shifts and funds get cut back on certain positions, lots of, lots of things, particularly in the nonprofit world, become volunteer positions and become taken up by volunteer people. So. Uh, you know, maybe you maybe you used to volunteer at this organization, and now you volunteer at this organization and this organization. Oh, and one day a week, uh, you spend uh, some after school time with this organization. I think the demand has gotten bigger. I don't think our population has shrunk. I think it's just that people are pulled in different directions, and they're certainly asked. What do they say? You know, if you want something done, uh, ask a busy person. Give it to a busy person to do. Well, that's kind of true with volunteers. Like if somebody's volunteering at A, B will probably come and ask, and C will see you working at A and B, and probably come and tap you on the shoulder sometime. In terms of the breadth of the different programs that the Salvation Army is involved with, to varying degrees, um, what I, I I want you to talk a little bit about uh, how wide ranging that is and how much of a logistical challenge that can be on, on local folks who are, as you said, um, already spread thin, just so people get an idea of all the different things that the Salvation Army is actively doing and, and just how few people are actually, in the grand scheme of things, actually participating in that whole process. Well, that's, that, th people do kind of come in and out of, of those roles but just to give you an idea, I, I, can, I can speak to what actually happens. I mean, on, on, a, on a weekly basis, we offer a prepared foods program that's offered uh, Monday through Thursdays in the Geneva location. Uh, so actually, people come in for, if, if they register, they come in for a, a meal. We have a food pantry that takes place on a Monday through Friday basis. Uh, so every day of the week. We have, during the school year, an after-school support program for teens who are English as a second language or maybe uh, some economic challenges. The idea here is uh, we're trying to stave off the loss of that, that, that slackening that happens in the summertime. Uh, so there are programs that take place, but really that's a school year program. The idea here is there's uh, uh, two food-based programs. There are other assistance programs for uh, groceries, for utility, for rent. There are temporary housing voucher programs that take place. Uh, this is for people that, uh, in an emergency situation, are about to be displaced. Uh, then there are, there are everything from uh, regular ser worship services. There's, there's activities in and around the the location on North Street in Geneva and also on Saltville Street in Canandaigua. But as far as the volunteers that, that support them, I, I would, I'd be guessing, I've never seen a list, but I would probably say it's, uh, it's over 30 
somewhere between 30 and 50, and I think those people just kind of swing in and out. One of the broad questions that I, that I saw as I was doing a little bit of research on this that, that sort of popped up is how different folks sort of evaluate what the need is in individual communities. Um, how does the Salvation Army sort of, because I would imagine it's an ebb and flow, like there's, there's ups and downs, there's, there's points where one program might need a little more attention than another. How does the Salvation Army sort of navigate that part of it and, and at the same time take a pulse of the community and figure out what or where the greatest need is at any given point? Well, for example, uh, last year in 2018, uh, approximately 11,600 individuals got service uh, at the Geneva Salvation Army. Uh, so those people could be from a wide variety of need and participated in some of the programs that we just talked about. It, it, I'm not, I don't have specifics on each program. Mm -hmm. But when you're working with people on a, on a five day a week schedule, when people, when you're seeing families coming in on a week to week basis, when you're seeing people come in in some cases every day, you have a pretty good feel for when things are shifting or when things are changing. Because if you're seeing almost 12,000 people in the course of 12 months, you're seeing uh, you know, hundreds every month. You're seeing a pattern develop. Uh, and I think you have a, an opportunity there to make, make better choices on things that get tweaked. This homework program was really grew out of that uh, measuring the community. That was in partnership with the school district. This is a constant conversation that's taking place. Uh, lots of organizations. Uh, I think this is, you know, we, we alluded to that stretching of the need for volunteers earlier. I think there is an increasing need for partnerships in the community and organizations like the Salvation Army is constantly kind of looking to be a part of the conversation and that's, a, that's something that we've really tried to ramp up mm -hmm. uh, so we can be a part of the conversations of needs when they come up in the community and, and how do we address them, how do we become participative and and supportive. What's the call to action that you try to leave uh, leave folks with when you encounter them or when you talk to them or even when you're talking to a group of people in the community? Uh, I really think that I think our website is, is, is a great place to begin. You reference it yourself. Uh, I was looking at it last night just to kind of refresh. Uh, again, it's a national organization. It's an international organization uh, and the Salvation Army you know, websites have the website itself. Uh, Salvation Army is just Google Salvation Army. You'll get to a, a, a great. You can find either local information or look at national general information. Uh, I, you know, in 2019, that's probably the the best way to tell the story in as few clicks as possible. I ask people, you know, to to ask them when when I talk to them about the Salvation Army. Uh, Maybe I'm, I'm not speaking now as a, as a representative of the organization. I'm talking about myself personally. What, what is it that, that moves you? What is it that you really care about? What is it that worries you? Uh, you know, I tend to worry about kids eating and kids having education. Those are hot button issues for me. Uh, there are many. I'm just talking about myself. Those are things that I try to support wherever I can. Try to lend some advice or you know, time or treasure. 
So I ask people, you know, where, what, what things are important to you? Uh, there are countless and limitless concerns out there. But I, I try to encourage them to look at the Salvation Army as a place where maybe they can lend some support in those key areas, whatever they are for you personally. Mike, I appreciate the time. appreciate you coming in and talking about this. This is incredibly important stuff that you guys are doing. And, and there aren't enough of you and there aren't enough of us um, actively participating. And it is really good to have these kinds of conversations, sort of let people know what opportunity is out yep. there for them. Well, it's called an army for a reason. There's a lot of people involved in this and has been for a long, long time. I appreciate the opportunity, Josh.